Hey guys, what's up? We are here. We're doing a little uh, video after action report of the first ever NRL Hunter uh, match. I'm here with uh, Chaz McCrander, Heartland Harvester, the epic, the infamous, the notorious Heartland Harvester now. I mean, wow, what an amazing weekend. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. We, you know, hit a very, very tight window in, in weather and literally got the optimal conditions to spend a few days outside in February in Nebraska. It was, I mean, not even just February, it was probably the most beautiful day I have ever seen in Nebraska. And I've been coming, <laughs> here, <laughs> I've been coming here for what, four or five years now or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it was, it was beautiful. The sun was out. The, the snow was, was fresh for the most part. Um, you know, it was, people had to shed layers. Yeah. It was very yeah. beautiful. And the location, um, you know, an old, you said it was an old rock mine or quarry or something of that nature? Um, yeah, there was, the, that particular part of the property that we were, that we were shooting on was, is not an old rock quarry, but oh. just on the other side of it, like the backdrop that we were shooting into was definitely a, yeah, okay. a, an old rock quarry. I mean, we had trees, we had rocks, we had some elevate high eagle type stuff, uh, you know, yeah, shooting yeah, down into a little bit, you know, yeah. um, quite a variety of, of different terrain options. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was an amazing match. You, you. you did a phenomenal job. Um, the thought and effort that went into this was was spectacular. For everybody that wasn't here and uh, able to watch or participate in the match, what were some of your favorite uh, takeaways from this weekend? Uh, so putting the match together, like you said, there there was a lot of thought that we put into it. Um, we really tried to design stages around certain parts of the property to where you might be able to see the targets just fine from standing and, and assume that you can get a prone shot at it. But then when you get, and you might've been able to get a prone shot at the first two or three targets in a stage, but once you get down there and you're on the clock and you're already settled into your position, you realize that, oh, that, that second target or that fourth target's not engageable from here, so I'm gonna have to move or, or do something, whether it's get up off my belly to a seated position off of a pack or a tripod, or in some cases even standing to be able to get a clear shot or a clear line of sight to the, to the targets. So uh, we, we designed the match around trying to make shooters do that on a lot of stages and it was just really really fun to watch the match go yes. and see guys get in that spot and go ah oh, crap i can't i can't see it from here and i'm gonna have to get up so it kind of kind of breaks their their little stage plan i mean they're they're blind stages so it's not like they have a whole lot of plan coming in but you know by the time they find the targets and range them and get all that stuff written down and they're kind of looking at at where the shooting area is they are they are doing a plan and um it's tough to make a plan in four minutes and it's even tougher to revamp a plan when you're towards the end of that yes. four minutes so it worked out pretty good uh, it was really really satisfying to watch that happen <laughs> right you know, watch the gears grind and, and watch people problem solve on the clock. It's um, it's funny because you think four minutes, I and mean, it seems like an eternity, but it really isn't. I mean, that time goes by super fast, and it, it's funny because 
as as you're saying that, I'm kind of giggling inside a little bit. And there's a stage we were watching a competitor. I won't, I won't say his name. We were watching a competitor, and um, he was trying to build a position on stage one. Okay. And he decided, which was a, a you had the option to shoot off of a falling tree um, at, at different targets or whatever. Um, and he decided that he wanted to use a rear uh, tripod as a rear support yep. um, and a bag as a front support on a tree on the tree branch. Yeah. And every time he put his rifle up, something would fall over. Yeah. His, the, the tripod would fall or his bag would fall and then he'd get that situated and then the front bag would fall and then he'd fix that and then this. And it's, uh, it, it's funny because, you know, part of the rules is you have to carry whatever you start all the way through. Yeah. Um, all, you know, start with all your gear. And it was after that stage, you saw he quickly became a little bit more minimalistic. Yeah. You know, um, he shot very well all weekend, and, but sometimes less is more. Yep, absolutely. And absolutely. you don't know that until you try it. Yeah. And sometimes it hurts and sometimes it doesn't, but you know, a lot of these uh, competitors that have been shooting long range matches in the past, it was fun watching them try to figure out how to do things on their own because it's almost like they got lost mm -hmm. without being told exactly how to engage the target. Yeah, you know, so for me as a competitor in, in, in the race gun NRL series, um, one of the big things that, that I do prior to getting up on a stage is I spend uh, many minutes um, just sitting there on my glass, practicing my transition with my binoculars from, okay, so target one's down here, target two's up and to the right, target three, it's about, you know, 10 o'clock over from there, and then we've, uh, you know, target four or five, you know, they're straight out from there. And so I, I memorize that the, the transition that I'm doing, and I practice finding those tar transitioning from target to target to target with my glass. And so when you get down behind the rifle, it's, it's pretty easy to do. And, you know, there were definitely some stages that we purposefully designed in this to where when, when you get to the, the sighting pin and see your outer limit markers, it might be easy to find, find your, your target array in those situations. But then once you get down on the ground into the shooting position, everything looks different. It changes completely. And then we'd have them just move five feet. And there were, there were situations where they're shooting through literally a, a window between two tree trunks. You know, the trees might be 50 yards apart, but, but in the, the direction that you're firing from the shooting position to the target, you know, there's might only be a six to 12 inch gap. And so you find those targets in that position and you engage them and then you got to move just three or four feet over and it doesn't seem like it's going to be a big deal but in three or four feet you know you don't you don't know which trees you're looking in between anymore and right. so it, it um, it's very satisfying <laughs> as a match director to um, I guess design situations like that that are going to mess with people mentally or physically during a stage and and, and it's crazy because everybody like Everybody, I don't think I, I've heard any anything negative at all, but everybody loved the course of fire, how challenging it was, um, how physical yeah. it was. It, this was a much more physical match than we've seen in the past because of running from your staging area to your your shooting position. Yeah. You know, for the most part was 30 plus yeah. yards, Yeah. right? 
um, which doesn't seem far, but when you're doing that 18 times, and in six under, to ten inches of snow, in six to ten inches of snow, <laughs> yeah, and, and you're doing it quick. Um, yeah. We got. I, I've never. I mean, since 2014 when I started doing this, playing this game, yeah. um, I've never seen personally 18 stages in one day. Yeah, I, I haven't either. To be honest with you, yeah, I've. I, I thought that was just going to be a. I was really hoping to get through 12. And about the time we served lunch, everybody was on their 10th, 11th, 12th stage. Right. We decided to just go for it and hammer it out, which which was good because I actually didn't look at the weather forecast for today. <laughs> you didn't or, even know? Well, the last time I had looked at it, it said it was going to be high of 36 and there was like a 30% chance of snow. I didn't realize, well, last night, I guess, when I looked at it, there was a 70% chance of snow, but I didn't look at the accumulation. I didn't realize we were going to get four to six inches right. over uh, in the early morning on Sunday. So it worked out really well. It did. It worked I, out really well. The, the bonus stage, people didn't realize it, but the bonus stage was driving from your hotel to the award ceremony this right. morning. I yeah, mean, <laughs> yeah the, the survival stage. Right. Trying to pare down the... Pare down the people walking the prize table. <laughs> um, so this match was the first ever NRL Hunter match, and you set the bar very high. You know, and and I, again, I can't reiterate. And this isn't just me saying this. This is every competitor that I've talked to this weekend. Um, last night we were at the at the Airbnb with a bunch of guys that that were um, sharing the house with. And they were just on their phones with buddies, everybody calling in and, and asking, how was it? What did you think of this? And, and it was nothing but positive comments. Awesome. And a lot of people um, disappointed that they didn't come. Yeah. You well, know? As well you should be. <laughs> <laughs> you guys really missed out on a epic match. I mean, yeah, yeah there was some nasty weather forecasted. Um, but it was, like, like we said originally, it was one of the most beautiful days I've seen out here, personally. Yeah. Um, today would have been a little bit different, but we would have, you know, if it had to shoot today, we could have yeah. done it a little bit later, because right now it's beautiful outside. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a fantastic match. But saying that, what would you have changed? Or would you have changed anything? Um, you know, the... the I, at this point, I don't know what I would change. Um, you know, since I haven't, since this is the only one that I've seen, right. um, there were there were a lot of good suggestions. Um, a lot of them, a lot of them, kind of revolved around um, target identification and being able to locate the targets. And it's like, well, yeah, I I, I get that that's that's a little bit tough on that stage, but we're we're trying to replicate you know, real world practical application of a precision rifle. And in this particular league, specifically around hunting, and that that is hunting. Right. And so while those, you know, complaints are, yeah, there's there's things that are, and I wouldn't call them complaints, but constructive criticism. And, and when we went to the, the bar and grill last night after the match, there was, um, you know, probably five to 10 people that shot the match that I've, it was very eager to go ask them, okay, what can I do better? Right. Um, because I'm, 
I haven't been in this sport as a competitor forever. And there's uh, a lot of guys that came and shot this match that I personally respect, and I, mm -hmm. I I really value their opinion. And I wanted to I wanted to get in their ear as soon as I could, and be able to um, find out what they liked about it, what they didn't like about it, what they would change, um, while it was fresh in their memory. Um, because I you know I I don't have all the answers. I'm definitely not no, this the, is... the best at anything that I do. But one. I think if there's anything I do well, it's find people that are good at things and ask those people the right questions. So there's probably not uh, probably not a whole lot I could change. And yeah, like like you said, the the feedback that we got was um, overwhelmingly um, ecstatically positive. Yeah, I mean when you're talking about you know the constructive criticism of targets being hard to find, I mean. You're absolutely right. This is the Hunter series, and we're not going to tell you where the targets are. They're blind stages. The whole point is for you to learn how to find targets mm -hmm. better, faster, rage, and engage them. That's the whole point of this. Yeah. If we just put targets out, you know, randomly in an open field and, and didn't try to make it, you know, challenging, yeah. then we would have got the reverse side. Well, it was a little bit too easy. Yeah. Well... Somebody was saying like, "Oh, you should put a one, you know, a sign next to every target." And it's like, you guys are lucky. There's a sign next to any of the targets. Right. Um, I've never, I've never been on a, a hunt or never filmed a hunt where an elk or a deer is holding up a sign. Here I am. So I do know <laughs> of a hunt where the the animal that you're hunting is painted, but that's like a black rhino conservation hunt <laughs> in Africa, and they want to make sure that you shoot the old one that's on the edge of his breeding age so that they can actually pay people to guard the rest of them from poachers, you know? Right. And I think they paint like a big orange dot on the black rhino. No clue how they do that, but um, there's a black rhino hunt that gets auctioned off at the Dallas Safari Club uh, convention every year, and that's, that's okay, how you well, do I it. Don't know, I don't know of any Western hunt. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, nothing in nothing in these states, that's for sure. Unless there's some kids out there messing with um, it. <laughs> but no, and it, and it was a relief to to get it done, and then you know um, to have everybody enjoy it. You know, um, my partner Jake Jensen and I, we while we're setting this thing up, I mean, we were definitely conscious about this is the first one out of the gate, and if if I mean the the series if we didn't put the effort in you know it could potentially hurt the rest of the series and other Good. and other match directors that don't really have anything to do with this might you know might suffer if if we didn't put in the work to try and make it awesome so we were really trying to do our best to 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 set a pretty high standard I guess I don't know you um, did you, you did a great job um I can't, I mean, I honestly, again, I, I don't know right now off the top of my head of anything that I would say to change, uh, you know, competition-wise. Yeah, I and literally the other one was, well, if you had more space to work with. It's like, well, if you get me a stretcher that can stretch, you know, uh, 100 acres into 800 acres, we'll take it. But, you, um, and see, that that's the, that's the thing. There's always a pro and a con, right? If we yeah. had more space, all of those guys that were saying, dang, I'm sore today, yeah. would have been dying today. Right, Because right? yeah. they would have had to hike further away. Yep, and, absolutely. And hiking in, you know, whatever, six inches, eight inches of snow, 
that that's sore. Yeah, yeah, between 18 stages nonetheless. Right, so. you know, so if we spread it another half a mile, yeah, everyone would have been, you know, sore as heck. Yeah. We could have sold that ibuprofen and, and icy hot pads to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the age of some of these guys, it's probably, no. <laughs> <laughs> probably appropriate. Uh, okay, so let's talk about rifle uh, classes. Um, open heavy, open light, factory. Yeah. Which was your favorite to watch, if you can recall? Um, I, I would say probably the open light, just because, you know, kind of, if you're into sports cars or something like that, you know, you, you like seeing the, the difference between the models and brands and things like that. And so I, me personally, I'm a, I'm a fan of rifles and, and I like seeing the different custom rifles out there. So um, being able to see, uh, see these rifles that were set up with a super solid scope that by itself weighs 40 ounces. Right. And, and knowing that they were able to put a 40 ounce scope on top of any rifle and still have it come in under 12 pounds, I, I thought that was pretty cool. And custom actions, they're, you know, they're designed to be beat. So they're, they're a little bit beefier. They're, they're mm. not designed to be super lightweight. So that's, I, I really like the open light class from, from that aspect because you know, everything in precision rifle shooting is a compromise. Right. It's, you know, you, you can get the really expensive glass, but you might pay for it in weight, or, you know, you get one that's just absolutely rugged, and, you know, you could pound in your tent poles with it if you wanted. But there's always a trade-off for weight. So watching and seeing what kind of what kind of trade-offs guys are willing to make as competitors I thought was pretty interesting. That, that's true. So this weekend, um, as you guys know, we have the NRL Hunter uh, Loner Rifle Program. And one of the competitors, um, because we weren't planning to shoot all 18 stages in one day, mm -hmm. he had left his ammo back at his hotel like 45 minutes away or something of that nature. Yeah. He'd voice his concern um, when we were taking our lunch break. I mean, we, we did 18 stages and a 45-minute lunch break. Yeah. But... During the lunch break, he came up and said he was done because something had happened to his scope. So we're like, no, finish the match. We're, you know, we're going to give you this Bergara rifle with the Bushnell optic and, and some ammo to shoot, right? Yeah. And, um, and he was just having fun, so we gave that to him. And the cool part was he went from a open light rifle, right, and was used to a box magazine and it had, you know, set up for him. Yeah. I mean... I think it only had like 10 rounds to, nice. to zero down. It was fresh barrel, everything brand new. And he was shooting stages and I was watching him pulling ammo out of it, out of his pocket and top loading it and hitting first round impacts. Yeah. And I was just like, this guy is having so much fun. Yeah. And he's had struggles, you know, with, with his rifle today or whatever. And yeah. now he's shooting this and he's having so much fun and is just really in the spirit of what this match or yeah. what this series is supposed to be absolutely and and that was that was one of the highlights and then another one was that this is a first first i guess it's everybody's first match right because it's the first nrl hunter sure. um but his first real match yeah right a two-day match or set of fire match um and i watched a friend of ours uh 
I think he got like three first round impacts on the stage. Oh, awesome. And it was one of like, it was like his first or second stage or something like that. Yeah. And we just high five and then hug in and like, oh my God, I can't believe you hit that. And, yeah. You know, um, it's those moments that not only did I experience, but I was able to watch other people experience. Right. You know, the, the excitement and passion of, I hit that first round. Yeah. It's, it's so rewarding. It uh, is. And you know, it, it, it is one of those things um, with this sport that if, if you've never tried it, people think that it's just, uh, you know, being able to, to your average person hitting a target of any size at 400 yards or, you know, a quarter mile seems just completely outrageous. And then, and then you put them down behind a rifle and then they do it and they're like, well, I just, you know, it's a fascinating thing. And I mean, I've been fascinated by that, that you can take just a, a tiny little thing the size of a pencil eraser and send it way over there and be able to be able to direct where it's going. You know, it's like yep. that, I don't know, Nugent talks about the mystical flight of the arrow, you know, and it's like, I, I, I've kind of always had that amazement with the bullet and it, it is neat. Um, watching people experience that for the first time and then, and then opening their eyes to the fact that, listen, it's not, it's not something amazing and it's not something that not everybody could do. You just need, just need the right mentors. And, and yes. that's what is great about this sport is um, meeting people to mentor you through your journey of, of learning how yeah. to do this and assemble the components together and, and experience the success. Absolutely, and, and part of that this weekend, which I think was a huge contributing factor to the success of this, is the train-up that you and Isaiah Curtis did uh, the day before. And we were able to walk, I don't know, 20 or so of the competitors through that train-up yeah. and give them an idea of how it's supposed to flow and some of the rules and, and um, challenges that they were going to see so that they could come out and have fun. Mm -hmm. And that, that train-up was highly successful and, and a lot of people, um, it opened their eyes to what this is going to be because this is unlike any other precision rifle match yeah. out there. Yep, definitely. So, definitely. It was a ton of fun. I, I, I had a blast. Very, very rewarding weekend for me. Yes, um, it was. Being able to see everything come together, seeing everybody enjoy it, have fun, and um, yeah, it, it makes every single minute that you stressed, every single minute that you worked on it completely worth it. Yep. Absolutely, and I can't thank you enough for being the first. Yeah. Well, it's not easy being the first. You did it. You stepped up. You said, I'm going to do it in, in what's traditionally some of the harshest weather in the country <laughs> as far as in February. Um, I know I got stuck a couple of times this weekend. Yeah, yeah, you should, <laughs> should have been down here setting up. <laughs> but man, I, I had a ton of fun. Um, I, I don't know if we're going to keep doing this in February or if we're going to move it or, or whatever, but I really, I, I really liked these conditions. I, this was perfect. I, I, know, I know it's a lot of hard work to do it and, and to set up in these conditions, yeah. but I can't wait to see what uh, what the mad scientist in your head is thinking up of for next season because I'm super excited. Yeah, it'll, either way, it'll be fun. Yes, sir. So, I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate Come on, man. You, man.
You guys did awesome. Yep. You guys did awesome. Thank you so Good. much. You guys, thanks for watching. I know it was a, a little bit uh, rambling on and whatnot, but we don't get to see each other very often, <laughs> yeah. man. Sorry for the rambling. Oh, both of us, right? Yeah. Uh, you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, the match we do will be out soon. We have a ton of matches coming up, nrlhunter.org. Go check out the website and sign up for a match. Um, I don't guarantee much, but I'm almost willing to bet guarantee that you'd have a good time or at the very least learn something. And yep. uh, definitely can't wait to see you guys at a match. I appreciate your time, Chaz. To you, your family, your entire team, thank you so much. No you guys problem. did a phenomenal job. No problem. It was our pleasure. Our pleasure. All right, you guys, be safe. Keep shooting. We'll see you all in a match. Take care.